welcome back to the I'm Moving to Italy podcast. This is Nathan Heinrich, and I would like to welcome you back to Season 3, Episode 17. Well, today is going to be one of those extra special episodes. I have been looking forward to sharing this with you for quite some time, and we're going to jump right in in just a minute. But first, I'd like to start by wishing you a very happy May 1st. Yesterday was May 1st here, and that is a very special day in Italy. That is the Italian's equivalent of Labor Day. And the name here in Italy is La Festa dei Lavori. So unlike other countries, Italy celebrates their Labor Day on a fixed day of the year. And so May 1st is Labor Day here. And so this year, it just happened to fall on Sunday. Now, of course, most people would prefer that Labor Day fall on a Monday or a midweek day so that they can take the day off of work. But what I found is Italians tend to celebrate when there's a Labor Day on a weekend. They celebrate the whole weekend. And so our town here of Conigliano turned into quite a festival. And there was celebrating happening from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So they made the whole weekend kind of a a party and a festival here. And so anyway, happy Labor Day from Italy to you. Happy Festa dei Lavori. So... Vera and Irene, the two wonderful women that I'm going to be interviewing and that are going to be my language coaches. I should say they are now my language coaches. I'm very excited because as I shared in last week's episode, I need help. And these two fabulous women are coming to my rescue. And I'm so excited to be able to have the next six months of coaching with them. My Italian language school is only going to be going on for another few weeks. And I'm sure I'm going to miss it. And I'm really glad that right about the time Italian language school is is finishing for me, I have this really great and really one-on-one interactive way to be able to continue my language learning and really with a focus on spoken Italian, which is where I'm weakest. So before we get into the episode, I want to very quickly let you know that you can find Vera and Irena, you can find their website by going to www.kikelanguage.com. So that's Kike, C-H-I-C-C-H-E, language.com. And you can go directly to their site if you'd like to. If you're driving somewhere, you're walking, you don't have any way to, to go directly to that site right now, that's okay. Just know that you can visit my site as well. I'm moving to Italy.com and I have all the links to their social media, their website and everything on a special page that's called Learn Italian. So check that out. All right. Without further ado, I would like to jump right into today's interview with my two fabulous language coaches and guests who are now my friends as well. And so here is the interview that I recorded last week. Enjoy. Well, I would like to welcome both of you lovely ladies to (laughs) our podcast. I have been looking forward to this interview so, so much. And I want to thank both of you for being here. So I'd like to first introduce both of you. So Irene Giganti welcome hi everyone thank you very much and vera 
Sarzana, welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Ciao. It's so great to have you here. Okay, now I'm going to do my best to try to pronounce the name of your <laughs> business. Because the last time I was pronouncing it very badly, like a real American, <laughs> and I was calling it by the wrong name, but it's Kike. Yes. yes. Okay. Perfecto. Okay. So, Vera, could you mm-hmm. tell me what, what Kike is? Like, what does that mean? And why did you choose that name for your coaching and your language business? So, Kike is a cute word. I have no other way to describe this word. It means something really small and cute and adorable and rare. So you can use it for, I don't know, a book you loved or uh, a little necklace you bought, anything like that. And usually there are more than one. So a lot of kike. And that's why we chose it, because we want to show the different sides of languages, little gems of Italian languages for our followers and yeah. friends. <laughs> Fabulous. So, Kike. Kike. I love it. Yep. And your symbol on your logo is a, well, I don't know what the Italian word is. It's a dandelion, but it's a dandelion bloom, the ones that you blow on and then you make a wish. Yeah, yeah. What, is the, what is the word in Italian? Dente di leone. Dente di leone? Yeah. Dente. Yeah. It's tooth. The tooth. teeth of the lion? Of the yeah, lion, of the yeah. yeah. That's what it's called, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. Actually, I don't know why. In English, you have lion too. Dandelion. Dandelion. Oh, right. Dandelion. But it's interesting. The, the lion's tooth. That's very specific. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm and already learning... I'm already learning Italian, and we need to be bullied for about one minute. I love it. But when I was a child, I used to call the, the blossom part, yeah. the, the, the white part, soffione. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because blow. So soffiare to blow, and soffione. you make a wish. Yeah. Does that have any special significance between the two of you or what you started together? No, no, we just loved it and these tiny, nice yeah. things. And and we have a lot, a lot of that here outside in our garden. So, yeah. And can you tell me, speaking of your garden and where here is, can you tell me where here is, Irene? Okay, we live in a little, little tiny village in Tuscany, in Siena area. Mm. And we are like... 40 inhabitants here, so we are really... <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say 40? 40, yeah. 40 people live in your village? Yeah. <laughs> My gosh. It's like a little paradise we love yeah. living here. I I like, I'm born, I was born here, why Vera chose this place to live, so we like, we are happy here. Very happy. Wow. Who wouldn't be? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're in Tuscany in a tiny little village with 40 people in it, (laughs) surrounded by dandelions. (laughs) What more do you want? That's the perfect image of us. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So in, in my conversations with listeners, I have a lot of people repeat the same thing. Oh, well, we're... We really love Florence or we really love, 
you know, they'll tell me which cities are that, but I keep hearing Tuscany and especially Luca mentioned. Mm. So everybody's mentioning Luca. How far would you be from Luca? And why do you think Luca is such a huge attraction for Americans or English speakers? Any ideas? Uh, I don't know. I'm actually always have this question <laughs> because, I mean, Luca is, is, a, is a very beautiful city, but for example, there isn't a university there. So it's really strange that people go there. I don't know. Is, maybe because it's closer to Pisa and in Pisa you only have the Leaning Tower. Yeah, and so then you look at like shining yeah. compared to... So is it, is it, if you were going to talk about Luca, I know we, this is t- not the direction that we're going in, <laughs> this is, and we're getting sidetracked a little bit by Luca, but um, I'm curious because I haven't visited Luca yet, but I, I'm curious what two local Italians think about it, like, but specifically the two local Italians that live in Tuscany, is it touristy or is it just charming? Like do foreigners just find it charming? Cause there's, I don't know the way, the, the way the square is the circular square. Like what, what is it that, that you think foreigners love about it? I think like it often happens in Italy that it's touristy because people talk about it. Maybe a few pictures on Instagram went viral because it is a beautiful city. I've been there, loved it. But there are many other charming cities like mm-hmm. Lucca in Italy, all over Italy, yes. that for some reason have way less tourists. So I really don't know. It's beautiful. I love Lucca, but yeah, what about, I don't know. Arezzo, Arezzo for example. Arezzo. Arezzo, it's, yeah. Anyone want, wants to go to go there. I don't know why. Yeah. I I mean, I can't judge because I haven't actually been there, but my personal, my personal feeling usually is if I hear everybody talking about something like that's like the kind of place I personally like to avoid because it's so popular, but that's just me. That's just me. I like to to be La Sesta. There are just the two of us talking about La Sesta. Well, that is going to (laughs) certainly be happening. (laughs) Is there a restaurant in your town, in your village? Four four restaurants. Wait a minute. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Let me do this math. (laughs) So one out of every out of every 10 people owns a restaurant in your yeah. <laughs> and two of those four restaurants are michelin star restaurants no two. Yeah. yeah no now he's booking a ticket for villa <laughs> he's gonna be here oh, yeah i am well i was gonna come anyway but now i'm like okay i'm <laughs> definitely coming but you know what's interesting is is that that's another thing that michelin star thing is um I don't search for Michelin stars on restaurants when I when I look for restaurants. I'm sure you don't either. No, no. <laughs> you've probably been, Irene, you've probably been like eating at this restaurant that has a, these, both of these restaurants that have Michelin stars your whole life. You don't go to those restaurants. <laughs> no. You don't go to those because they have a Michelin star probably. And now the prices are like this, right? Yeah. So you go to the other two restaurants. Yeah. Oh, interesting. See, these are the things that we need to know from the expert Italians. <laughs> okay, very. And she's a great cook, so she doesn't need to go to the restaurant. And you too. 
Yeah, but I like him. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't. I bet you both are. I haven't met an Italian yet. Men or men and women are both great cooks here. It's not just yeah. in the United States. It's much more common for women to be good cooks, and the men are like, "Yeah, I can barbecue." But anyway, <laughs> yeah, just I, 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 I Alessandro is a, the most fantastic cook. He can make anything. He's from Naples, so he. His cooking oh. is, you know, Napolitan. Napolitano? Uh, Napolitano, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. And he's the first to tell you that that's the best food in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows how did you survive? Best. How did you survive Easter and the day after Easter and this whole weekend? Are you kidding me? It's just nothing but <laughs> food. It's just nothing but food all the time. And the food just keeps coming. And then one person brings this dish and then you get together and you eat. Oh, then leftovers. Oh, it was just. Yeah. How about you? Who was who was cooking for Easter? Both of you cooked? Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. No, it was a really hard week for me because my grandfather passed away on on Thursday night. So we had all the weekend like ruined by this. Oh no. Yeah. So like on oh, Friday so we were all day long at the obitorio mm-hmm. and mortuary at the mortuary on Saturday we had the kind of funeral because on during Easter days you can't have fun- funeral so we had something. Mm. And then on Sunday we spent all the day together but like it was a strange Easter. Yeah, it definitely was a strange yeah. Easter because this was kind of going to be the Easter that was going to be the first real Easter since COVID started, huh? Like it was mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. this was the first real time Italians. I, I felt a, this was my second Easter in Italy, and I felt a very different energy yeah. in the air this year mm-hmm. going into Easter. Even even uh, Domenica della Palma. Is that correct? Yeah. Pasquetta. Pasquetta. Yeah. I I noticed even that, like, just everybody seemed happier. So here you are going into this. And the day before, on Thursday, you, oh, I'm so sorry. What was his name? Um, Girolamo. Girolamo. Girolamo, yeah. Wow. What a, I'm sure you were very close. Now, is your grandmother still living? No, no. Unfortunately, she passed away 10 years ago. Oh my and God. I'm actually living now in their house. So I'm, I grew up with them. So for me, it was really hard. But oh my gosh. I mean, my life is still going and yeah, it's okay. I have one living grand, grandparent left and you treasure them every moment. That yeah. You Do you have any other grandparents living or is that it? No, no. Your last? The last one. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, I'm without grandparents now. Yeah. So strange. It's, it's the worst thing ever, right? Because like that's all you know your whole life. You never imagined yeah. your life without them. And I, when I was, I mean, I born, I was born with six grandparents because I had my four grandparents and my and two of my grand grandparents. So I used to have six of six of them. Wow. And now I'm. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Bis, bisnoni. Very, bisnoni, yeah. Very good for you. Bisnoni, yeah. I think I was born with maybe seven. 
Anyway, yes, I think I had seven because one only there was only one great grandparent I didn't get to know, but they were alive until they were in their hundreds. So, yeah, I understand. It's hard when you lose any of them. Mm-hmm. And speaking of this, I this is actually in my notes to mention, but <laughs> since we're talking about bisnoni, my bisnona was Vera. Oh. And what was her origin? I she mean, was, was she Italian, Russian? No, she was, I, well, my dad's side is, are Swiss, Switzerland, uh, but probably German Swiss. Because mm-hmm. Vera, it's not very common in Italy. There are some, but very, very few. I think I met one in my whole life. I and had that, Sia Vera. Yes. <laughs> she you had did? a Vera in her life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. So, we all had a Vera, you see? Nice. Like that. See? <laughs> yeah. Are you 100% Italian or is your background from? I am. I am 100% Italian, born and raised. But my parents had this Hungarian friend and they loved the name Vera. And so they decided to call me Vera. Wow. Any special? I love it. Since I saw your name, I was like, oh, this is a good sign. Um, (laughs) Irene, is is there any special background to your name? Are you named after anyone? No, no. Just a beautiful name. Just my, yeah, just a beautiful name. And speaking of names, if I may ask you a question. Yes. Did you get used to Italian calling you Nathan? (laughs) Well, I don't really have a Do choice. Do you turn when you hear your name or is that, no, that's not me, that's someone else? <laughs> well, I have a funny story about that. Um, but when we first came to Italy, I, I was like, there's no way they're going to be able to pronounce my name correctly. And so we actually started telling people that my name was Natale. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. And so everybody's like, oh, Natale, Natale. And so then they got used to that. And then all of a sudden, Alessandro's like, no, I think let's have them call you Nathan. I was like, oh, great. Yeah. And then, anyway, so, so now some of them still call me Natale. The rest of them call me Nathan. It, it's just, I don't mind it. The fact that uh, that sound does not exist in, in this country, I think it's kind of cute, actually. So I don't mind it. <laughs> um, but that's a good question. So, okay. So moving on, I would like to get to know, I, I would like our listeners to get to know a little bit about how you both arrived at this point. And I just want to quickly give a, a, a quick bit of background before that about how I even came to know who both of you were. So in at the end of 2020, we moved, we sold our house in New York and then moved to Italy. And I was, of course, that was in the middle of the pandemic. And I was trying to figure out, okay, you know, how am I going to, you know, what am I, first of all, I had some ideas of what I wanted to do here, but I didn't know. And so I was also trying to figure out Italian, but everything was locked down. So I didn't really have any options to learn Italian. So I was on Instagram and I started following different people on YouTube and Instagram. And you were one of the first accounts I started following on Instagram. And there's something about the energy that the two of you together created 
that made me want to watch your videos. And I just, I was like, every time one of your videos would pop up, I would get really happy and I would watch thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you because I would watch it and I would be like, they're making Italian enjoyable. Like this has always been a stressful thing for me, but here they are with their very interesting approach. They're making Italian accessible and fun and exciting. And so it made it made me want to watch your videos. So I've been watching your videos since the beginning. And when I went back to check before I wanted to, before I was going to sit down for this interview, I went back and checked and you want to hear something really interesting. Uh The same day that I published my first podcast episode was the same day you posted on Instagram. No way. November 30th, 2020. No. Yes. What are the chances? Unbelievable. Wow. I went uh, back and I looked today. So I went back. <laughs> you want to hear something yes, else that's really interesting? I watched so many of your videos. I was like, I wonder, I'm like, because you put out a lot of videos. I don't know how you can put out so many videos and they're all so good and so well done. And they have graphics and, and, and it's so easy to to, to watch your, your wonderful Instagram videos. And I was like, I wonder how many videos I've made. I went and counted every single post. Do you know how you many have? Posts? Because we have never done that. So we are I did curious. it, I did it today. So it's been, and I also counted how long it's been. So it has been about 17 months. So almost exactly a year and a half, a year and five months, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You have posted 1,050 including the one you just posted today. <laughs> one th- well, 1,049, actually, I believe, including the one you posted today. But, yeah, I mean, but there are also pictures in there. So video is less. Well, I, was thinking, I was thinking, do I separate out the videos? And then I was like, no, I'm just going to do posts. So I just mm-hmm. counted each line and then I did it times three. But anyway, so I was so impressed by how many of videos you put out. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't believe that we started our journey on the same day. Same day yeah. What are the chances? That was meant to be. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was like almost ready to start jumping up and down in the kitchen. <laughs> like, how is that possible? <laughs> so, um, so, so we started on the same day and I have to say, you both have an impressive following on Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. You have 25,000 followers but just three or four months ago, you had 10,000 followers. So those 15,000 additional followers have just happened within the last three months. That means you are growing like crazy. Yeah. I mean, the month of December was the, the, the lowest, probably. December? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then from January, uh, followers start, started to grow up like incredibly and we were wow what <laughs> what are we doing like okay you're doing the like same us. thing you're doing the same thing that you've always done you're bringing your energy i think it's hard to know how technology pushes works yeah because there's algorithms there's algorithms and everything and it's hard to know like which which what are you doing right and so that's hard to like figure that out but I think what you're doing is you're being consistent. I mean, you're posting that also, I did the math and that, that comes out to like at least two videos per day, seven days a week. 
Yeah. yeah. At the beginning, we were doing three posts per day, and then we stopped. <laughs> it was too much. It was too much. And now we are doing one post per day, just one. And there are some days when we are both you know, very busy or something happens and we're like eight o'clock in the evening. Oh, we haven't posted yet. What can we do? But every single day, even at the very last moment, one of yeah. us just records a manage video to, and manages to, to do, do something. something. Yeah. Because we want to be consistent and it's like discipline that we want to keep for ourselves because yeah. we believe in this and we don't want to mess up, not even for one day. No. <laughs> well, you're not, you're far from messing up. You're, you're just... <laughs> Every time I see one of your videos, I don't know how you find such fresh, interesting, entertaining, educational videos. And you must have a list. You must have a list of all the things you've talked about so you don't repeat things, right? Or you just know. Uh, you know. She's young, so she remembers. <laughs> <laughs> so before we move on to the, to the next, because we've got a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about today. And I, I feel like I could talk to you about every one of these points forever but before we move on past the instagram part could you share with our listeners because i i know they're going to i know a lot of them are probably already following you but i would like the ones who haven't discovered how wonderful you are yet and haven't followed you how can they find you on instagram what is your instagram account name so our account name is kikegram so kike c-h-i-double-c-h-e and gram like the gram, Kikkegram. Okay. And you find us there. And there are, um, of course, all of our videos. And we are trying to have stories divided by topics. So you can get an idea right away of what we do. And if you like us. <laughs> yeah, you have. That's the other thing is you not just you don't just do posts and, and like Instagram short videos. You also do stories, too. So you have so much content that's that's just so fabulous. Um so, okay, so C-H-I-C-C-H-E-Gram. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, so that's where we're going to go to follow you. Now, I'm going to put a link on my website at immovingtoitaly.com. I'm going to put an entire page dedicated to Italian language. And at the very top of that page, you're going to find... Vera and Irene and all of their information. So if you weren't able to, if you're driving in your car right now, you weren't able to write that down, if you're out for a walk and you weren't able to capture, don't worry, just go to imovingtoitaly.com and I'm going to have a page that I'm going to be, by the time this episode airs, there will be a page with the links to these two fabulous women, these two fabulous Tuscan women who live in a tiny town of 40 people with four restaurants and two Michelin <laughs> star restaurants. You'll be able to find, find a little bit about them and their website and their Instagram. So don't worry, I've got it. got you covered. Okay. I just want to add something because I really need to say it now. Go this ahead. is so surreal because you're showering us in compliments and you ladies, and we are all here fans girls because we've been following you on instagram since we started it and i was like look at him listen to him and now he is doing all this crap and i just can't believe it well you know what well here's what i have to tell you i don't feel like i'm doing anything for you we should be thanking you yeah that's what i found so surreal we're here thanking you and we cannot believe what's happening so 
we both thank each other. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, I think it's maybe presumptuous, but I feel like I have two good friends in Tuscany now. So you do. Yeah, you do. You that's do. how I feel. So, and uh, from, for someone who uh, knows what it's like to live in countries where they'd have no friends, mm-hmm. uh, that's how it's felt here. That's how, and I, I have my friends in the United States that I love and uh, I miss them. But I knew when I moved to Italy, I was like, I can't wait to find out who I'm gonna become friends with in Italy. And I feel like you're two of them. So anyway, I, I, I think it's amazing that, uh, that we've both followed each other. Again, I still can't believe it's the, from the same day. Same day. I cannot believe that. It's too, uh, it's too perfect. And um, anyway, well, I, I appreciate your gratitude. I am extraordinarily grateful for both of you. So thank you again. Okay, so before we get into some of the other things, I would like to get to know or have my listeners get to know each of you a little bit more and understand how you came to a point where you basically became language experts and going on 30,000 followers on Instagram and growing by the day and people all over the world loving you and, and following you. What is, how did you get there? Let's start with you, Irene. And if at any point I mispronounce your name, please stop me and correct me. Okay. <laughs> can you tell me how, Irene, can you tell me how did you come to be a language enthusiast and a language expert. And tell me a little bit about your, your kind of your, we know we got a little bit of your insight into where you live and where you're from, where your family's from, but like, tell me your personal journey about what brought you to where you are today. Okay. So I've always been a, long, a language lover since I was a child because my mom studied languages. So I was a little child and she was saying to me, look, that that is a cup, that is a glass in English. So languages were in my life since I was, are in my life since I was born. Then during the university, I chose, chose the bachelor in literature and foreign languages and I studied English and Spanish even if I don't really like and speak English <laughs> you do. wait a minute hold on did you say you don't really like or speak English which is what you're speaking to me in right now <laughs> don't listen to her okay I can so, understand that I don't like English but I can't accept that I don't speak English okay, okay. Carry on. So, so I chose um, for my bachelor, I chose uh, literature and foreign languages, and I decided to study this. And during the bachelor, I spent a year outside in Spain, in the south of Spain. And there I started to speak Spanish, and I really love to, to learn Spanish while speaking with Spanish people. Okay, after the bachelor, I decided to continue with the university and I started a master's degree in international relations. And during these two years, I had a chance to live in Germany and to learn a bit of German, but there wasn't so easy because German people are not like Spanish people. And when I was there, I was 
really looking for some friends that could help me to learn uh, and to speak German, but that wasn't possible. So I don't speak German, unfortunately. And after all these experiences, I've always, um, I mean, I was like, okay, I really like, I really love to learn languages and to speak with Spanish people because I really speak good Spanish. And so I, I mean, in my mind, there, there always been the idea of teaching languages and to have languages in my life. So at a certain point during uh, 2020, Vera appears in my life. I mean, she was in my life since 2008, but okay. in, during the lockdown, she came to me uh, asking me to become colleagues and to open something together. So she brought to me the solution of my, to my problems. And here we are. Incredible. <laughs> or maybe I'm your problem. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Only time will tell. How, how close do you live to each other? Like how far are your houses from each other? 100 meters. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so close, your neighbors and best friends. Yeah. So lucky. Wow. <laughs> okay. So you have, I think that one of the things, Rene, that makes you really, really qualified to help people learn a language is you understood the struggle, but you don't just understand the struggle by going to school and studying. You understand the struggle by living in a country where they don't speak the language you used to speak and you have to learn to speak the language in another country. So you had a really positive experience doing that in Spain and a really negative one in Germany. Yeah. yeah. Be besides the fact that you alluded to something that I think we all secretly know, which is that Spanish people are warmer and friendlier yeah. than German people. I know a lot of wonderful German people, but their nature is not warm. Not only is no. their country not warm, their nature is not warm. <laughs> like, but once you get to know them, they're nice. But the problem is you didn't have any friends there. So mm -hmm. would you say that the language was hard or the culture was hard? Both of them. I mean, I, I went to a language school and in our class, the teacher was so sweet, but we were just doing grammar and grammar and grammar. And then I had I had the chance to speak with anyone, so I perfectly know all the verbs, all the declinations. But I mean, mm -hmm. I, I lived alone. I didn't have any flatmate, and there was like that. I mean, or alone flat or nothing. <laughs> oh. So I was no, 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 no. I felt like a mouse. <laughs> in a little case yeah. <laughs> I like this metaphor my goodness okay so very I don't know if you have German listeners so please cut this part. we certainly do have German listeners and that the German listeners will agree with you that, that Italian and Spanish people are warmer why do you think they want to move to Italy <laughs> why do you think they want to speak Italian okay so here's the thing I want to I want to say a couple things about what you just said. Mm -hmm. First of all, you 
perfectly described how I feel right now in Italy. Okay. Mouse in a cage? Mouse in a cage. Basically, that's, <laughs> we can, that's all we need to say. <laughs> no. uh, let's not, the, the mouse in the cage a little bit because of the, the, the COVID situation, but no, yeah. I feel I'm in Italian school right now. I'm studying grammar. I am not speaking Italian in a, the classroom. I have the most wonderful teacher, just like you. I absolutely love her, Maestra Paola. She's so fabulous. I have people from eight different countries in, in class with me. It's very interesting. It's, it's like a little community. We're all becoming friends, but outside of school, we're not friends. But, you know, we, we, we're all wearing masks. That makes it even more difficult to understand, to hear, and to watch what you're saying. And um, I, I don't have any Italian friends that I can truly speak Italian with that I can go get a cup of coffee with in this town. I have some friends in the South and we talk on, you know, we talk on, um, you know, whatever, but I can personally relate to what you're what you're describing. Do you think that if you were in a situation in, in Germany and you, let's say, rather than living alone in the United States, a lot of times we have this thing where we have a student that comes and lives from another country for six months with a family. If you were living with a family and they had a girl about your age or some young, younger children about your age, would you, do you think that you would have for six months or however long you were there and you were able to talk to them every day and have developed connections? Do you think you would have had a different experience? Yeah, I definitely say yes. You'd probably be fluent in Germany now. And then, excuse me, you'd probably be fluent in German now in a different way. Right? Yeah. Because I can see the difference between German and Spain, even if Spanish is really close to Italian and all of that stuff. Okay. <coughs> But in Spanish, in Spain, I had some friends and they were inviting me at their grandmother's, grandparents' house. So I was there like for four days because it was like the birthday of that of this friend. And I was there with the grandfather mother cooking and we were all together eating and so i was learning even the little word that no one was teaching to me at school wow. so that was the difference i was really looking for a friends like i was in the mensa in the canteen like searching for a, a free table with german people i was there <laughs> hi Hi, and no one was was speaking to me. I don't know why. Maybe I was too 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 Italian. <laughs> too Italian. <laughs> well, I can understand how, your experience, and I think that even though that wasn't a great experience for you, I think that prepared you to help and understand and have empathy for people who mm -hmm. don't have anybody to talk to in their language. So it prepared you to help all of us. Even though it was a terrible experience for you, it's going to end up being a good experience for all of yeah. us. So thank you for struggling in Germany <laughs> because now you can help understand, I, I think, even better people who are not native speakers in a language and are trying to and are struggling in an area. So, and I want to say one final thing before we move on to Vera. Mm -hmm. Your English is absolutely fabulous. Don't, don't, don't. I'm a writer. 
I, mm-hmm. I consider myself quite advanced in English. I studied a lot of English in college. I can tell you that you are advanced in your English. So accept the compliment. <laughs> you're very, very <laughs> I insist that you accept that compliment because it's, it's the truth, really. And so be more confident in the fact that you, you speak very, very good English. If I could ever get to the point where I speak Italian the way you speak English, I will know I have arrived. <laughs> I will be so grateful. I will be so grateful the day that I am able to speak as well as you do in English. So don't forget that, okay? You will. Okay. Don't worry. You. Especially since I have an Italian friend in Tuscany, two of them, <laughs> that's going to help. <laughs> okay, so Vera, tell me the same question. How did you arrive to the point where you're doing Kike with Irena and helping people around the world learn Italian? Okay, I've always loved languages. Since I was a child, I was asking my parents, what does that word mean? And I was talking all the time. I'm still talking all the time. I talk a lot. I talk too much. And I wanted to learn languages and I watched TV and listened to songs in English. And then I lived in Switzerland. So there I had with my parents when I was young. And there it was mandatory to study, of course, English and German and French. So I started at a very young age. And then I lived in the States for six months because I wanted to be an exchange student. And I took my junior year of high school in uh, Washington State, not far from Seattle. And then I majored in college in languages. And basically, I have fun studying languages. Yeah, having friends, talking to people, I like that. But what I love the most, and now don't call me crazy because I already know I am, is studying the rules and seeing the grammars and how the language works. I know, I know, sorry. (laughs) But I find it so interesting and so funny. So you're like, oh, in German, you put the verb at the very end if if there's the word because, but you don't if there's the word (laughs) after. And it's so interesting. I just love it. And yeah, so basically I'm very good. And sorry, I don't mean to brag, but at understanding how the language works and I find it funny. So I think that when I teach, I'm sort of able to make it funny, even for you. So I've always loved languages and I'm a translator. I translate books from English into Italian and Spanish into Italian. So I've always been involved with languages. And during the lockdown, I had to stop working as a tour guide. I'm also a tour guide here in Tuscany. And I was like, I want to work from home. I want to do something I really love, uh, something that means something for people. And I want to do it with someone I like. That's when I called her. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I want to work with you because I love the way you work with things in the same way. But we are complementary, you know, similar, but not exactly the same. So, yeah. And that's when I called her with the Kike idea. <laughs> and here we are. Sarjiga. Yeah. A year and a half later, 1,050 posts <laughs> later. <laughs> later. Actually, we started in July. Yeah. No, August. 
We started in November, November 30. Yeah, but I mean, we started oh, to think about think. it. Yeah. <clears throat> you started to brainstorm. You started yeah. to brainstorm, plan, yeah. Yeah, and figure out how you were going to do everything. Yeah. So that's smart. <laughs> you did the smart thing. You, you you brainstormed for a few months. I went out and bought a speaker <laughs> and made a couple <laughs> notes and recorded my first episode <laughs> within 24 hours <laughs> because I couldn't find anybody that had an, an, a, a podcast about moving to Italy the same way that I was doing, an American sharing their whole process. So that's so you you were smart enough to be prepared. I, I wasn't. So bravo. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe we spend too much time thinking and we should act more. Well, yeah. you've certainly done plenty of, you've certainly taken action. So nobody can accuse either one of you of not taking action and sharing what you're doing and your passion for languages. I think it's so amazing, Vera, that you are, it, it's so perfect that you love languages on such a technical level because You'd have to be, in order to translate the way you do, and I don't know if I quite believe that you can't spell in Italian. I just <laughs> can't be a translator and not spell. So you must just, there must be certain words like me that you can't spell verbally, but you could probably spell if you were looking at them, right? Well, of course, I can write, but spelling means visualizing a word in front of you and saying oh, the letters out loud. So that's why you said the spelling bee where, where someone's asked a word and they have, to, yeah. they have to pull the word out of their head with not, no visualization. <laughs> exactly. I can write, of course, no problem. But yeah. in Italian, we don't exercise spelling that much because we don't need it. Any word I say, you should be able to write it down. For example, how would you write... Parecchio, which means a lot. Parecchio? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like I'm on, I'm on trial. I'm going to be very embarrassed if I don't uh, spell this correctly. Okay, here we go. P-A-R-E-C-C-H-I-O. Okay, good for you, bravo. Bravissimo. I got it? You got it. Parecchio. Can you remind me again what that word means? A lot. A lot. A lot. Exactly. Okay. Exacto. Exacto. Okay. A lot. <laughs> you both just crammed years of experience into two very short uh, synopsises of your life. Uh, but uh, there's so much. Can you, can you, okay, so use, just to clarify, Irene, you speak Spanish fluently, English mm-hmm. fluently, Italian yeah. fluently, and you can you understand German? Is there and a, read, uh, yeah, read and understand, but not speak. You're not fluent. Write. You're not fluent spoken in German. But uh, any other languages for you that you've no. studied? Okay, well, no. that's, that's more than most people. Ever I have. mean, I studied French for three years, but I I can't speak at all French now. So you could probably uh, you could probably understand written French. I read them, yeah. You could read, you can. So, so really, you have, you have, uh, you've you've been exposed to five languages. You're fluent in three. Mm-hmm. You could probably easily become fluent in the other two. That's your, that's your story. Okay. And Vera. Okay. How much time do you have? Because I told you I have fun with this. Yes. So I'm native Italian, of course. 
I speak fluent English and Spanish, and I can speak French, not perfectly, but I people understand me, you know. And then I'm studying Dutch. I'm still a beginner, but I'm getting there. I'm ordering things in restaurant and buying things in shops in Dutch. And when I was in university, just for fun, I had one year of Arabic and one year of Portuguese. Portuguese. But I don't speak those languages, just studied because it was fun, especially the Arabic, which is so different. So seven <laughs> languages. Yeah. I oh, mean, sorry. I also studied German when I was in Switzerland. Yeah. I oh, forgot yeah. that hey. because I can't speak it because it's really hard to remember if you don't practice every day. But I can understand a few words and, yeah, basic communication. So basically fluent in five languages, exposure to eight. Yeah. Wow. Welcome to Europe. No kidding. <laughs> and by the way, your English, we talked about this before briefly when we, when we spoke last time, your English is spoken with an American accent, which is very... Yeah, a little bit, sorry. Very, don't be sorry. It's, a, it's very unusual. So that comes from living and going to high school in the United States in Washington. Yeah, most of it comes from there because I was only 16, so still young. The brain is not fully formed yet, so you can retain a lot of information. No, just kidding, but you know, the accent is the hardest thing in a language. When you start studying a language later in life, you never get to the native accent. Mm -hmm. Never. So I was 16, so some of the accent got in there and stayed there. And then there's Netflix, of course, <laughs> and Amazon Prime, and I watch a lot of TV series in English, and they're mostly American. Yeah. So amazing. What would you say are the some of the hardest things that someone speaking English, an English speaker that's their native language? What are some of the hardest things about learning Italian for for someone that's a native English speaker? Okay, I think the biggest problem for native English speakers is pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, obviously, <laughs> because, for example, we only have five vowels very clear, like ta, 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 while you have a bunch of them mm -hmm, in between. So it's hard for us to understand when you're speaking Italian because your vowels do not um, fall into one of our vowels categories. So we have no idea what you're saying because we are listening to a sound we don't know. If you forget uh, a double vowel or you don't roll your R's, you don't say Rrr, not a problem. We understand that. Vowels are a big problem. Yeah. And reading every single letter that is there. Yeah. Because there are a The last letter, for there example. Are... The last one, you never read the last letter of the words. <laughs> okay, interesting. So you're saying English speakers drop, for some reason, they drop the last letter of a word. Yeah. And that's, yes. that's the letter that tells the most information about yes. the word. Thank the you. Word. Thank you. So that, tip, that tip alone will tell you how many and will tell you the gender, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's and huge. if you don't know how to read a, a word, you put the A at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Cellulari. Okay. The, the, the E. The, the E. See the A. 
no, i, 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 i italiani, <laughs> cellulari, ah, ok. <laughs> very interesting, ok, now that's something I had not heard before, but that's, that's very interesting and I can see, I can see me doing that, I can see me doing that sometimes <laughs> in Italian class and probably when I try to speak to people, I'm horrified at what I must sound like to people. Now you said something to me, now I, when I first came to, to Italy, I assumed it was going to be easier for me than it is. Hmm. I thought it was going to be easier for me. I think it's easier for me to understand written words. And I think I actually think the correct pronunciation in my head, but for some reason, the getting it out of my mouth, does that make any sense? Getting yeah, it out of my absolutely. Mouth challenge. Okay. So that's very interesting. Okay. What would you say are realistic expectations? And what do you think that people have their expectations in your experience? Irene, this is for you now. What do you think are some some of the some of the expectations that would be correct to have when you're trying to start learning a new language, specifically Italian as an English speaker, maybe uh, what what are realistic expectations to have and what are some expectations that seem to be incorrect in your experience? Yeah, when you start learning a new language, you always think that you can speak it and talk with people like, okay, just. In that way, easy way. While it's not in that way, you need to listen a lot, first of all, and study and study and listen and accept the fact that you are not going to speak any fast. You just have to wait. And then at a certain point, you have you will have all the information at the right in the right place and words will come out of your mouth. Okay, so what you're saying is be patient. Yeah, be patient and... Be patient and don't expect that it's going to happen fast. Yeah. And be like, maybe be almost be kind to yourself and not try to pressure yourself and feel bad that you can't speak immediately because even if you're overconfident and you think you can, you really can't. (laughs) (laughs) You really can't. You can try. You can try. but But don't be too hard with you. If you are not fluent and people yeah. just don't understand you, you can, you try, try, try. And then at the end, you will have the perfect phrase coming out of your mouth. Okay. And so, people will answer you and you, ah, oh, okay. So I'm good now. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So that's great. So you're, what you're saying then really is be patient and go slow and it's, you want to try to find a balance between being too afraid to speak and mm-hmm. and knowing that you don't want to be overconfident either because you probably don't know as much as you think you know. So, mm-hmm. okay, I got it. And would you like to give your feedback on that same question, Vera? Like, what, would you, what has been your experience for maybe for English speakers who are trying to learn Italian? What, what's, an, what's realistic for them to expect of themselves? Well, I think they should expect to understand how Italian works. That's a big step. I mean, feminine, masculine, singular, and plural. And a simple verb, like the verb to like, piacere, in Italian, you probably learned that, works the other way around. It's not you who likes something, but the something that it's pleasant to you. So you really have to get into understanding that languages are different. It's not just studying a bunch of vocabulary. It's changing 
your way of thinking of a sentence. So your expectation should be figure out how a language works, in this case, Italian. And it's not that hard, I swear, once you get into it. And then being able to move the pieces around and make your own sentence. At this point, you're really proud of yourself. And you can say, yeah, now I can really start and learn. And by adding new words, I will be able to make hundreds of sentences. But first, you have to understand how the sentences works, right? Mm, that's really good. Okay, that's, that's really good feedback. So would you say that it's fair to say, I'm going to ask you another question kind of on top of that one. For those who are starting to learn Italian, I have, been, I have become a bit overwhelmed personally because my understanding of Italian has, what, the more I study, the more I realize I don't know. And the more I realize now I'm in level two of Italian. I Like I told you, I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. <laughs> don't even get me started on the story when I thought I took the test. I didn't even know I took the test. Oh, <laughs> disaster. My teacher, I think my teacher sees me walk into the classroom every day and she goes, oh, he's still here. Oh, great. Teacher <laughs> <laughs> Paula loves you. Teacher Paula, right? Uh, Paula, is that though? She's wonderful. <laughs> but she, um, the more I study Italian, the more I realize how much there is to learn. There are so much. And so tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm, if I'm comforting myself with incorrect information. Is it fair that you don't need to know all 16 different versions of every word? Can you speak, can you speak a very pleasant sounding Italian without understanding all of that and continue to learn over the next five years? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you just need a few words, you know, to get there and there's a tiny difference, you see, and that's the reason why all over the world, a lot of people speak English and people who study Italian kind of struggle because to get to a beginner level, you have in Italian, you have to struggle more than in English. But once you're there, you're totally fine. You don't need to memorize thousands of words or all the uh, declination and conjugations you can easily talk after, well, it depends on your effort, but after a few months of intense work, you're fine to take a holiday in Italy and communicate with people and just getting your way around, you know? Okay, thank you. You just said something very interesting. I want to just ask you a follow-up question about. <laughs> mm -hmm. You said that you think it's harder it takes more preparation and time for an English speaker to learn Italian than for an Italian speaker to learn English. You think that there's more of a foundation required to really understand it? Can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, sure. Because you see, English grammar at a basic level, it's really easy and straightforward. Uh, you have, at a beginner level, it is, I mean, you have present tense. Just remember to put an S when it's he or she or it. That's it. In Italian, we have three declinations, are, ere, ire, 
all different. The ear has two different ones, so that's even crazier. And this is only for regular verbs, and they change for each person. So you see, for example, just to say, I eat, she sleeps, you need to study a hundred of grammar rules. So that's why it's hard. And then this is the very big difference that I've noticed tutoring uh, English native speakers. In school, in first grade, we start by learning how to write and read. And then starting from second grade, we study Italian grammar. We do things that you don't do in, in your schools because you don't need that in English, you know. Uh, we call it analisi grammaticale, analisi logica. So you need to know what's the subject, the verb, all the kind of sentences uh, that we have, uh, secondary sentences and so on. So we are used, even those who haven't studied languages, I'm talking about elementary school here, mm -hmm. we are used to talking and thinking about grammar. You're not, I mean, the average English native speaker maybe is not fully aware of the difference between an adverb and an adjective, for example, because you don't, you just don't need to study that specific things for your language. It's only really it, derived from Latin, so we have a lot of grammar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So, so really, it, there's just fewer, there's just fewer mechanical things in English, fewer, fewer specifics that you have to keep in mind than in Italian. And that's something I must say, I have been struggling. Here I am in Italian school and what I'm struggling with, not to always go back to what I'm struggling with, but I, I just, the only reason I'm bringing up my experiences is because I think that there's going to be people listening to this episode who are either in Italian school, going to be attending Italian school, going to be moving to Italy and trying to learn Italian and I want them to have a very realistic, I came with a very unrealistic approach, expecting what, I was expecting it to be a more elegant version of Spanish. <laughs> That's what I was expecting Italian to be. And when it, when it turned out to be this enormous technical challenge of a language, I had two responses. First of all, I thought, okay, there must be something wrong with me. No. <laughs> I always assume there must be something wrong with me. This is probably easier for everybody else. There's Brazilians sitting right next to me. We have a little group in our class, the Brazilians and, 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 and me. We sit together. And then on the other side, the Macedonians, the people from Nigeria, the people from Morocco, all these other Turkey, all these other countries. And so I am like... I'm sitting next to these Brazilians and it's so easy for them to learn Italian because it's so similar to Portuguese. Yeah. And like, so I'm like, what's wrong with me? I clearly have some pieces missing in my brain no. when it comes to language. I think that for anybody coming to learn Italian, I think it's really important that they come with realistic expectations. I think it's the Department of State in the United States. They rank languages on which are going to be the easiest languages for English-speaking Americans to learn to speak. And it's for people in this, in, in that work in the State Department that are maybe in the FBI or the CIA or that are working in, as a diplomat or something in government and, and needing to go abroad. They rate everything Chinese, Japanese, or supposedly the hardest and, and, and Arabic. And then yeah. easiest language that easiest language that supposedly only take like, I don't know, a few hundred hours to learn uh, includes like Spanish and Italian. 
and I think maybe German in that first list. I don't remember, but when I read that and I was expecting it to be so easy, anyway, all, all that to say, it's not that easy. And you're mm-hmm. telling me that it's normal and don't be hard, so hard on yourself when you find that it's difficult. Exactly. Okay. And just remember, you told Irene that her English is amazing. And I think it is. Mm-hmm. But obviously, she's not a native speaker. You're telling people who really struggle with English, oh, you're doing a great job. Just say this to yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. When you hear someone struggling in English, you're like, wow, this person is so brave because he is or she is speaking English. Why don't you say that to yourself? Look at yourself in the mirror and say, sono bravo. I'm good at this. Even if you're struggling, I mean, be kind to yourself like you would be to a foreigner speaking English with a broken accent. Doesn't matter. Sono bravo. Yes. I am good. Yeah. Okay. Or does that mean I am great? Well, you're going towards great now already. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So I'm going to remember that. Sono bravo. And I will do my best to be kinder to myself and give myself a break. And Mm -hmm. everybody listening who's struggling with Italian needs to do the same thing. You're not just talking to me. Mm -hmm. You're talking to them too. Yes. Yes. Very good. Thank you. That's helpful. Okay. Mm -hmm. The amazing thing is with all of your expertise, the fact that you both speak such an incredible and impressive array of languages, and you've been doing this for the past year and a half, you've been sharing with your now 25,000 and growing audience on Instagram, you've decided to take this fantastic experience and this journey you've been on, you've you've decided to take it to the next level and I want to I want to share with our listeners what I recently discovered that you are getting ready to start offering. So, Vera, would you like to tell yeah. our listeners what you've been working on? We are so excited about this because we are literally just starting right now. We have just opened our website offering uh, three basically kind of services. We have private lesson tuition, one-to-one, either with me or Irene. And uh, we love to give a first assessment lesson for free so that our potential student decide if they're a fit for us, we can understand their need and so on. And then starting this journey together. And then for those who prefer uh, a more you know, friendly and easygoing environment, maybe with other people because they're too scared to have a one-to-one interaction, we are offering uh, courses. We have a beginner course called the ABC because it's really for beginners. And I will be giving this course. Uh, it's for beginners, a bit of grammar because sorry, but you have to do that. But also a lot of words and figuring out that you already know a lot of words in Italian. You just don't know, you don't know them. So all these kind of fun things to get to a a beginner level, but with some confidence. And Irene will give conversation courses. So we need people that already have a little knowledge of Italian so that they can make sentences and so on. So we'll have the students talk to Irene, talk to one another. She will choose topics every week to improve vocabulary and speaking skills. So three different kind of courses that 
our uh, followers and our friends and your listeners, if they want to, of course, uh, can just uh, find on our website and book with us. Wow, that is so exciting. And I have to tell you, I, I think one of the things I most appreciated that you said, Vera, the last time we spoke was you said something I thought was so amazing. You said, in a room of 100 people, there will be 100 different approaches or 100 different ways of learning because each person learns differently. Yeah. And so when you said that, I immediately thought, okay, this if this could be someone that could help me with my Italian, this is what I need. So when I found out that you were offering coaching and I have been in love with both of you for, for all these, the past two years I've been watching you and I found out that you're offering this and you're launching your website or your website is launched and you have these courses available. I was like, I wanna be your first, one of your first students. So I am just, I'm, I want everyone to know that I am going to be signing up for six months worth of lessons with these two <laughs> fabulous young ladies. And they are going to help me over the hill, that last part of my spoken Italian that I'm struggling with so much. I'm really struggling with all of it, let's be honest, but that's the part that I'm missing the most. And so I'm just looking forward to studying and learning and practicing with both of you. Wow. And we can't <laughs> wait to teach you. <laughs> Thank you so really much. been, you know, too low self-esteem. Because you have your Italian there. I know you can do it. You just have to believe in yourself. And here we are, your friends, ready to help you out. Well, the, I can already tell that the confidence, just in talking to you, I feel more confident about my <laughs> Italian. And I, I can tell you that, that the approach that you have and, and understanding that everybody has a different way of absor absorbing language and just that acknowledgement and the fact that you understood what it was like, Irene, to live in a country where you had no friend and no one to practice with, you both really understand what it takes. And so that's why I'm so excited because I feel like for the first time, I don't feel overwhelmed about the prospect of learning Italian. I have been beating myself up, to be perfectly honest with you. I've been hard on myself. I've been ashamed. I've been embarrassed. I go out and I try to say, okay, today I'm going to force myself to speak Italian to the first Italian person that I see. And then I say something and I've said it correctly, but my accent is wrong or if something's wrong. And then they say, cosa, cosa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and then I fall completely to pieces and I just want to run away or go hide under a bed <laughs> because I, uh, I, I am so terrified of saying speaking incorrect Italian that it's kept me in this place of kind of like embarrassment and shame. So I just want you to know for the very first time in, in my Italian journey, I'm feeling excited and positive about it. And so thank you to both of you for filling me with that confidence and that excitement that I haven't had yet. We're just starting now with this you know, online classes and Zoom, the pandemic left us something good, at least. Yes. People are more willing to do classes online. Yeah. So we actually want to see 
how people react to this offer. But in the near future, we are hoping to have like starting in September, like school here in Italy, at least, uh, maybe have a whole school year course. Yeah. And hopefully in the future, since she's a video editor, having some longer videos, so a course that people can download, right? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, I'm in the future. Excited about in the future. In the future. <laughs> well, that's okay. We're, we're going to get there. But the thing is, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and it's, uh, we've recorded this episode and this is maybe a two year old episode, just know that obviously that what Irena and Vera are going to be offering on their website is going to be obviously more. So they're just starting. They're going to, you're going to kind of get a sense for what people are needing, what they, what works the best as far as the group classes, the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So you're going to adjust your structure as, as your clients and as your, as, as your students sort of dictate and, and exactly. you'll, you'll adapt to that. So that's amazing. I'm going, I need as much help as I can get. So I'm signing up for the longest period possible. I think you're not going to <laughs> offer anything longer than six months right now, right? <laughs> we were going to take some time to assess my language and we were going to go through that. But I was actually thinking that if you would be willing, I would like to invite you back for another episode to really focus on taking the time of, of I'd like my, my listeners to really understand what it's going to be like that first time I sit down with you over Zoom and you assess my language skills. It's going to be so, so embarrassing. I'm terrified. Are you sure you want to do this? I don't want to actually, but I think it's going to be so good because what it'll do is it'll let the listeners see what your approach is and see how you approach the process. But it'll also be good for me because it'll be me getting past my fears of speaking Italian in front of people and all of these thousands of people that are listening to this episode, like they're going to see that even though you're terrified to speak, it's, it's okay when you're with a safe people who are there to help you, not to judge you. Exactly. So would you be willing to come back and we, we, yeah. dedicate, we dedicate a lesson to practicing and I'll do and I'll break it up and we'll do it a little bit with Vera and a little bit with Irena. With Irena, yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of, uh, I mispronounced your name earlier, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know your you name is spelled, like I said before, your name is spelled like Irene in English. Yeah. And so I'm trying to get the pronunciation Irena. Okay, Irena. You can call me whenever. <laughs> How do you want? Because like I will call you Nathan. Okay. So okay. call me Irena, Irina. Okay. Very good. Very good. Okay. So well, I'm looking forward to a future episode. We will when we will schedule a time for my first lesson, my assessment lesson with you. Mm-hmm. And then we will have the opportunity to share that. And that might be in the next episode or it might be in a couple episodes from now. I'm not sure how that's going to fit in our schedule yet, but we'll figure it out. And then we'll be sharing that. And I'm sure that my listeners can prepare themselves to laugh. (laughs) They're they're going to be free to laugh at a disaster I am in the beginning, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Sorry. If we didn't react like because we weren't expecting that usually when we listen to podcasts or radio shows or so and something like this happens. You say, yeah, of course, they knew it already, but we didn't know it already. No. So he has to have another 
um, podcast with us and host us again. And we were like looking at him, oh, really? Yeah. He's doing that? So we were kind of shocked. Sorry for the reaction, but that was a natural shot in a good way, shot reaction. <laughs> we can do that again. Really? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Now we are well, no, I'm so I'm so glad that you'd be willing to come back. And I I think that it would be we've we spent so much time talking about such interesting things. I want to take the time on on that next episode to really understand your approach and and really have it in a coaching session. So it really will just be a, a session where the majority of the episode is spent in me really just talking to you and interacting with you just the way you would interact with your students and mm-hmm. your coaching clients. So I think that would be, I think that'd be really helpful. Well, it's going to be helpful for me. We already know that, <laughs> but I think it's going to be helpful for the people who are listening to understand not just your approach to language, but also what it's like for someone who's terrified to make mistakes and to speak Italian, what, and, and an opportunity and a, and a safe place to do that. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be really, really fun. <laughs> I'm going to try not yeah, to. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well, that's great. great. Well, we'll, we'll look at our schedules. We'll compare notes. We'll look at our schedules. We'll find out what's going to be a good, okay. a good time. Before we go, I want to ask each of you a, a question about the other. So, mm-hmm. Irene, I would like to ask you, what do you think about Vera makes her uniquely special. We've already talked quite a bit about this, but do you have anything that you would, would that you can say knowing her as well as you do, uh, like a next door neighbor in, in your town of 40 residents <laughs> and, and such a good friend, you were, you've worked with her for so long now, what would you say makes her uniquely qualified and a really great teacher of languages? Well, you have listened to her. I mean, she's great in English and in Italian. And I mean, I would like to be her student. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because she is so good in every language. She is so passionate. She, she is really a language lover. I mean, when she has one week free from work, she just leaves everything and goes to, and goes to Netherlands just to listen to the Dutch. So uh, she's a really language lover and she's able to get you into the language and into the rules in a really funny way. And I have been learning from her a lot during this one and a half year. So let's make her a uh, really good teacher. I'm blushing. <laughs> Incredible. I think you're absolutely right. Okay, well, thank you for sharing that. I think I definitely agree with what you just said. And I think you're right. She is obsessed with language. <laughs> yeah, obsessed. <laughs> which makes her... This is the right word. <laughs> which makes her uniquely qualified to be a language coach. Okay. And I'm going to ask you the same question, Vera, about Irena. Well, I have no doubts about it. It's the same reason I asked her to work with me because she's so lovely. She's so sweet. I mean, she's like a magnet. People are attracted to her and feel like talking to her. And she's just so approachable, you know? She's walking on the street and people just ask her for road direction. They see my face and then I know I'm not talking to that one. I mean, really, she makes you feel at ease. And when trying to speak a language you're learning, that's so important. 
you have to feel at ease. And that's what she can do. She can be everyone's best friend. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Except the German. Except the Germans. Yeah. Well, except the Germans. She wanted to. She wanted to. I don't know why. They didn't she wanted know. to. That was that was not her problem. That was their problem. <laughs> oh wow. Well, thank you both for taking the time to do this. We've been sitting here for over two hours now. You know, it's <laughs> going to get cut down to a shorter period. I just want everyone listening to know that the, these two lovely ladies have just given two hours of their time and then also the preparation that they had prepared for this interview. So thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for helping those of us who are not natural linguists to <laughs> and not natural Italian speakers to have a way and access to this beautiful language. Because the more I study it, the one thing I've discovered is, even though I've discovered how challenging it is, I, I fall more in love with the language every time I, I'm, I interact with it and try to speak it and I hear it. And that's the thing about Americans and, and English speakers. We just think it's one of the most beautiful languages in the world. And I can tell you, it truly is. So to give all of us an opportunity to learn a language from two fantastic Italian language experts is truly a gift. So thank you for all the months of sharing your fabulous tips on Italian language on Instagram. That has been such a bright point. Every time I see one of your videos, I, I'm happy. I smile. I laugh. You're both, I know Irena, we'll talk next time about some of your personal hobbies and about some of the other things we, yeah, did, okay. we didn't have a chance to get into, but you're an actress. And yeah. the fact of the matter is you're both really good actresses on your YouTube, yes. your Instagram videos. So I have fun. You are the professional. <laughs> anyway, you're both so entertaining, so charming, so delightful to watch. And I just want to thank you for your time for your energy, your enthusiasm, your knowledge. You're both fabulous. No, grazie a te. Thank you. <laughs> grazie a te per l'opportunità. Ah, okay. Prego, prego. Grazie. <laughs> grazie, grazie. E, e non vedo l'ora. I can't wait for the, for the hour that we... That's the... Okay, now let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm not going to start trying to talk about <laughs> But uh, I can't wait for the moment that I, I get to start studying Italian one-on-one -on -one with you. But I'm also looking forward to come coming to Tuscany and spending some time in Tuscany. Yeah, yeah. we would love that, to have you here and show you our little town. Oh. Speak Italian. Yeah. Yes, we'll do it. I'm so excited. Thank you both. And uh, until next time, when we get to actually hear the your approach to language in person, just go to my website, imovingtoitaly.com and go to the Italian language section. There's a page specifically for Italian language on my menu. So go to that. The very top of the page, you will see all the information for Kike and Vera and Irene. And you will be able to go directly to their Instagram and their website. So you don't need to worry about remembering how to spell their website. So anyway, just go to my website and you'll be connected. Well, again, I just can't thank you both enough. This has been so much fun. I feel like I've just spent the last couple of hours with some good friends. The only thing that was missing was some music in the background and some Prosecco. 
Yeah, <laughs> we are in Tuscany, some Chianti. Mm, yeah. Excuse me, even better. <laughs> he is in the Prosecco. Yeah. So tell you what, tell a- you what, I'll bring you some Prosecco and you can share some of your Chianti and we'll just share. Share, yeah. We'll have a, a weekend of tasting each other's wines. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I would love that. Fabulous. And, um, and Nathan, I just have a curiosity <laughs> for you because I'm a listener of your podcast. And when you say at the beginning, hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of I'm Moving, are you recording it and then put like lower the velo- the <laughs> speed of that voice because you are really welcome to everyone <laughs> to a new episode of I'm moving That's his speaker voice I don't know maybe maybe this whole language thing's not going to work out after all I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can handle this anymore <laughs> You know what's so funny about that is <laughs> Sometimes I'll be I'll be uh, in my office and I'll be editing an episode or um, I'll be pe- playing a part of an episode to make it sure it sounds right. And Alessandro will walk in and I'll be like, how come you don't talk like that to me? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you have, an, you have a voice for your podcast and then you have your regular voice. And I was like, I do? I'm like, I thought I had the same voice. I was just trying to be calm. But apparently, apparently I have one recording voice and the, yeah. the, the voice I'm talking to you in right now is not my podcasting voice, right? This is, this no. is, my, this is my talking to my friend's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you dragging me through the dirt a little bit there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you for the laughter and for the fabulous information about languages. I know that everybody who has been listening to this has learned a lot and you've really helped them to understand what, what to expect and kind of how to, how to approach language in a realistic way. So thank you so much to both of you. Thank you very much. Thank you again for taking the time to be here. And I look forward to our next interview together, ladies. Grazie mille. Thank you. See you very soon. A prestissimo. Un bacione. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Salute. Now do you see why I love those two fabulous women so much? Aren't they the best? I am so excited to start my Italian language coaching with them. And don't forget, you can visit their website by going to my site at imovingtoitaly.com. Go to the page that's called Learn Italian, and I have the links to their site, their social media, and everything. So definitely check them out, follow them, get on their Instagram. Just their Instagram alone is such a fabulous thing. They have almost 30,000 Instagram followers because their videos on Instagram are just so good and they're so helpful. I watch their videos every single day of the week. They put out such great content. They do it so regularly. They're so committed to it. They're such a joy. I find myself laughing at their videos, but I also am learning while I'm watching. So definitely follow them on Instagram and like their videos, subscribe to their YouTube, and visit their website to check out their coaching packages for Italian language. And 
of course, they are also going to be in next week's episode because in next week's episode, my Italian language assessment is happening, which I'm excited and nervous about at the same time. So anyway, stay tuned. Come back next week, of course, for that episode, which is going to be really great. I haven't had a chance. We haven't recorded it yet. So this week, we're going to be recording that episode, and I'm going to be sharing with that with you next Monday. So check that out. Okay, because today's episode was a little longer than normal, in fact, the interview with Vera and Irene actually was a almost two hours and 15 minutes in total. So we had to cut that down, of course, to make it fit into this podcast. But because today's episode was pretty long and I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to make the episode any longer than necessary. We're going to skip the section of me reading Italian today. I know you're just heartbroken that you don't get to hear me read Italian from The Alchemist today, but we'll pick that up again next week. So before I get into today's surrounding sounds, I want to quickly thank our sponsor for this show. And our sponsor is, of course, ExpressVPN, which is the absolute most important tool that you could possibly buy when you are traveling abroad, or especially when you're moving abroad. If you're going to be ex- having an extended trip in Italy or spending a lot of time in any country in the world, you need this for the safety of your, your identity, your online safety. And of course, one of my absolute favorite things about ExpressVPN is they are one of the most secure VPNs in the world. They have extremely fast service. You can watch your streaming services anywhere in the world without having them blocked. And you also are able to make and receive free phone calls and text messages while you're traveling. So go to my website and you can check out ExpressVPN. And when you sign up for a one-year package, you get three months free just for being a listener of this show. And it's wonderful. You really should be using it at home and while you're traveling. It protects up to five devices, computers, cell phones, tablets, whatever you need. So thank you again, ExpressVPN, for being a sponsor of our show. All right, well, that brings us to our surrounding sounds, and I just have one this week. And while I was walking on Saturday, walking to Alessandro's grandmother's house for our our weekly pizza dinner at, at Alessandro's nonna's house, I was walking from our house, and when I got about halfway to the downtown, I started to smell this, like, incredible barbecue smell and I I couldn't figure out why I was smelling that. I go for walks every night and I never smell this. There's no restaurants that really are barbecue restaurants in the area and so I was trying to figure out where this smell was coming from. Well, as I came around the corner of the train station into the main, main section of downtown, there was a huge festival on Saturday for Labor Day for Festa del Lavori. And so anyway, it was jam-packed. And over the last couple of years, there just hasn't been big crowds of people. And this was a real big crowd of people. So it's kind of shocking to see those crowds. So I walked through that festival and there were picnic tables set up and just incredible smelling food. There was chicken being barbecued. That was the smell that I was smelling. And there were all these wonderful vendors selling food and people drinking wine and laughing and having a great time. I think there was at least two bachelorette parties happening there and one engagement party. In fact, at the beginning, uh, you'll hear 
some laughing and clapping and there was a a young couple and the guy was wearing this sold sign vendisi which is the sign for sold like when a piece of property is sold here there's this sign that goes up and so he was wearing that and everyone was laughing and and it was just a very very happy festive group so i captured those sounds for you so enjoy and i will be back afterwards to say goodbye I hope you enjoyed those sounds from the festival and thanks again for coming back and sharing this time with me. I look forward to this every week. I'm so glad you were able to meet Vera and Irene and I'm looking forward to them being regulars in future episodes as I share my progress in learning Italian with you. So again, don't forget to go to imovingtoitaly.com, go to the page Learn Italian, and all of the links to their website, their social media, and everything is there, so check it out. Well, thanks again for those of you who have recently left reviews on the podcast. I am so grateful for you taking the time to write a quick review and leave a five-star review. It really helps the show so much, and I really, really appreciate it. Oh, my friend, wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice this week, I hope you are healthy and well, and I look forward to being back here with you again next week for another episode. So until then, take care. God bless. Ciao, ciao, ciao.